Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I'm your host, Gabe Peterson, and this is the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items for you. First, if you like this episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running far into the future. Second, if you're a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All I charge is our admin costs to keep this show running. So if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says, get the ebook in the upper right-hand corner to grab yourself a copy. With that said, let's dive right in. Today, we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. All right, and we're back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have with us Brent Bowers. Brent was an army officer with over eight years of experience. Spent Brent spent man, I'm starting this one out rough. Brent spent a great deal of time away from his family, and he knew he needed to make some changes in order to be present with his wife and children. His interest in real estate began in 2007 when he purchased his first home. So Brent began exploring real estate investing as a way to support his family while being able to enjoy more time with them as well. In a short amount of time, Brent was able to expand his business, hire a team, and most importantly, spend quality time with his family while still working hard and helping others. I'm going to let Brent take it away because it is his story. So Brent, thank you for hopping on the show today. How are you? I'm so good. I'm even better now because it's great to see that other people can't read because I'm just a terrible reader. (laughs) When I've got to read things out loud, I usually mess it up way worse (laughs) than that little stutter you did. I appreciate the empathy there. Uh, Seven in the morning, I've just had like two (laughs) sips of coffee, so the coffee hasn't hit my brain yet. It's not like... Yeah, that's all right. We can just chug coffee on this. Thanks for having me on the Real Estate Investing Club. You know, I mean... it's it's an honor. Great show you you have here. You have amazing listeners, guys looking to get started in real estate. Already started in real estate. Um, you know my story is not that impressive. Uh, Two thousand seven, I started in real estate. I got my real estate license and I purchased my first rental property. And I mean, I I, I needed to borrow the earnest money deposit from great grandma. And you know <laughs> she said to me like, "Look, you don't pay me back." this comes out of your inheritance. And I was like, no worries. Don't, don't fret. I will pay you back. I'm getting a real estate commission on this because I'm the buyer's agent as well. So I did pay her back. I never, I never, I never got to see that inheritance she was talking about, (laughs) but uh, long story short, that was the start. That's, that's where I had begun. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I'm 2008 getting beat up in real estate. Uh, Everyone knows what's going on this time. 2009, I joined the military because I wanted a fresh start. I wanted to go back to school because real estate was tough, man. So I kind of quit. I I quit. I I threw in the towel. 
Uh, so I was overseas for several years, a couple deployments, get back in 2013. And guess who's back in real estate, baby? Me. <laughs> I had had that urge, that calling, and I bought my first property and I house hacked for a little while before I even knew what that was. <clears throat> I had gotten some I had gotten some roommates and it was really cool making $100 a month to live in this beautiful house. So I pulled out a, uh, actually I did a cash out refi. I got $55,000 cash. So what did I do? I went and bought another property with it and I put my sweat equity into that one, renovated that property, sweet pool, everything right down the road. So it was like a little party house while we were renovating it as far as the pool goes. And I had to learn lessons the hard way, you know, and I feel like that was my, that was my, that's really what attributed to most of my success. I'm a ready fire, readjust, aim, fire again. I didn't put very big cabinets in this uh, rental, nor did I put very big closets because I was working with, I, I literally stretched 800 square foot and made it look like 1,100. Um, but I, I, I really messed up on the closets thing. So women, do, women do not appreciate small closets or, and no, small cabinets. Definitely not. But long story short, that property is still cash flowing to this day. And it just kept rinsing and repeating. I'm now, I was an army officer at this time. I'm now moving to Colorado. And I'm like, man, this rental thing's amazing. Long-term wealth, so I hear. But I am always maxing out credit cards. I'm always in debt. So I'm going to start wholesaling houses. So I kind of picked up on that, hired a coach, uh, wholesaling ink. Tom Kroll was my coach. And that was working okay, but I didn't have a lot of time as an army officer. I was on base almost 13 hours a day, always in the wow. field, always training. And I was listening to podcasts, searching for more answers. And I heard about a guy doing land, you know, buying, buying uh, tax certificates and getting the land super cheap. And um, I was like, well, you know what? I've got this entire list of land owners that are behind on taxes. So I'm just going to mail it. I mailed 687 postcards. I got 85 phone calls from it and only had time to return about 20 of them. Did two deals with that within two or three weeks. And each one netted me 4,500. And the rest is history. And the rest is history, as they say. It's always those first deals that you get the most excited about. We were talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was on (laughs) fire. And then we just kept rinsing and repeating. I, I got a team because I'm always in the field. I couldn't answer my phone. So I, I start. I was forced to hire a team. Best decision I ever could have made. I have nine amazing t- uh, team members today. They're family. Um, you know, sometimes we fight, <laughs> sometimes we argue, but uh, we do incredible business together and we just rinse and repeat. Every land transaction we do, we're paid for the next five, 10, 30 years. Wow, man. I love it. That is awesome to hear. There's a, there's a few good, I mean, pieces that I pull out of your story that I really, really like. I mean, you got started in 2009. That is a 2008, 2009. That's a rough time to get started. So props to you for coming back to it in 2013, um, starting those house hacks. So what what really got you? I mean, you, you were in house hacking, you had success there. Why did you switch over to land? Like what what got you going? What got you interested in land? Shiny object syndrome, just like Everybody successful I know, there's always a better way. There's always an easier, faster way. The grass is greener on that other side of the property where I could have just watered my grass here. But, uh, you know, I was really intrigued by the land thing. My parents purchased uh, 21 acres in Florida when I was like 16 or 17 years old. 
They built their house in this beautiful piece of land, and it changed my family legacy. We all go out there and celebrate Christmas and Easter's, and we have this huge piece of land, and I ended up being fortunate enough to buy the land right next door to them as well. And, you know, it just changed the dynamics of my, of my family. You know, we grew up in this 900-square-foot house on a s- super small lot. I could have spit on the neighbor's house. And, you know, I used to get in trouble because we'd be in the neighbor's yard playing with his stuff. And, like, I just think I feel like everybody should go back to the American dream of having a parcel of land they can go to. And I really enjoy it. So I'd say I have a lot of passion with it. And, you know, it's now land has just turned into my product that I sell. We do it with mobile homes, too. But uh, and there's just something so clean and pure and you know great about land. Nice. I love it. I like that you had the actual, you know, you have a, a childhood connection to uh, to the asset class that you decided to pursue. So that's that's great to hear. Um, I also pulled out, you know, you went through this, you got 2013, you got started, um, but you, you hired a coach, which I always love to hear people. They hire a coach, you know, they realize they don't have all the answers. Um, and they hire somebody who's done, been there, done that. So kind of take me through that process. How, how did it benefit you? How did it change your trajectory? Um, once you hired the coach and, uh, and, you know, got started down the path of land. Oh, Gabe, this is my, this is my favorite topic. You know, I am one of the, I'm a very slow learner and ask my wife, you know, she still tells me things over and over and over again. And thank God she's so, uh, thank God she's got the grace to kind of be patient with me. But, you know, I knew I didn't have the answers. Just like you said, I know I didn't have the answers. I would rather pay somebody to, to accelerate me, you know, six, eight months they give me an, a six month time frame what they've learned over 10 years. And if you can keep doing that with personal training, fitness, weight loss, real estate investing, I didn't just have a house wholesaling coach. I ended up hiring a coach for buying and selling land, a one on one coach. You know, it cost me almost $38,000 just for that coach. You know, I go to Tony Robbins stuff, I have a Tony Robbins business coach. I have coaches for everything. We we even, you know, not to share too much stuff, but me and my wife are trying to improve our relationship and our family and our children's dynamics. We even go to marriage counseling. And, you know, you pull little things out like that to where this marriage counselor, he's 60 years old, biblical principles. I mean, he's already seen it all. And if he's still married, there's something that he can share us, share to us that's going to better our marriage as well. So I feel like if you can... I mean, that's why having a podcast is so amazing. You get to talk to so many people. You've got coaches probably every time you do a podcast because I'm sure you pull a piece of gold out of every one of them. But here's the key. You can have coaches for everything, but you must, must implement. You must implement. Yep, absolutely. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about this podcast is just a mini coaching session every single time. So So true. uh, I love having people like you on the show. Um, but go, let's go back to your business, back to land. You, uh, you mentioned that when it really, things really started moving for you, you were working 13 hours on base. Um, so you didn't just didn't have the time to do this land thing and also work. So you had to build a, a, a team. You had to start building a business, a real business. Um, so how did you go about, like, take me to the time when you actually realized that I need to build a team like this needs to happen. And then what were the first few steps you took in order to start building that team out? Yeah, I realized it in 2016 when I had about an hour long lunch break and where I was at on, on base was out by the airfield. So I was kind of in the, in the middle of nowhere. 
on post. I wasn't even in the, the actual, you know, the city part of the post. I was more further in the outstretches. I would zoom out of that gate and I realized it when I was doing 90 miles an hour trying to go talk to a seller and I, I got five minutes with the seller and I had to turn around and get right back because my hour was gone before I knew it. I realized that I was never going to make this happen going in and rushing things with a seller, not building a liquor rapport, just looking at the house, barely speaking and not getting a contract. I knew that I needed somebody to take these phone calls, to return these phone calls in a timely manner, go sit there and build rapport and trust with these people. And, and a lot of times with land, we don't actually meet the land seller, but you must you know, establish some type of connection uh, you know, that seller needs to know you care. They don't care what you're going to say until they care, they know that you care. Yep. So that's where I hired Jen um, back in 2016. Now I had hot and she's also my acquisition manager. She's still with me today. We're partners. Uh, she's, she's exploding this company. Um, she's actually working on a couple of huge development projects. So she is like grown just stratospheric success with it as well. But before that, you know, I had had VAs like helping me scrub lists and whatnot. But uh, at the, I mean, I had to do it from the very beginning. I, I knew that I was not good at a whole lot of things. And I just I just focused on my strengths. And that was kind of putting the people in the right place. And, you know, sometimes we realize they're not in the right place, but there's another place for them. And, you know, sometimes it's not in your company either. <laughs> and yeah. it's just having those crucial conversations. Yep, yep, Absolutely. So it sounds like you started with VAs, and then Jen was your first full time um, full time employee that was that worked with you alongside you here in the U.S. Exactly, and I want to I want to, and she's right down the road from me. She was actually a neighbor. I found her on the Next Door app, and I want to I want to kind of talk about the elephant in the room. I guarantee you, there's some listeners on here thinking, "Well, I can't afford that," or "I'm not ready for that." I'm I'm not even doing deals yet, or I've only done one deal. Let me tell you, I opened my palms and my hands and I explained to Jen what I was doing. I'm doing a, I'm doing an average of one or two deals a month. Here's what they're paying. Here's what I can pay you. Do you want to come? Do you want to run with me and build this? And she said, yes, I showed her everything. I didn't pretend like I was anybody else. I told her exactly what was going on. I was real with her and you'll find that people respect that. That's not for everybody, but it was for her. Thank God. And I just put a simple ad on next door. You know, it was a goofy little ad. I've still got it to this day. But, uh, you know, that's how you find people. And then then you eventually just attract them. Yep. Now it's kind of like warm referrals coming in. And that's who we work with now. Yep. I love it. Um, that's cool. My, uh, um, my girlfriend actually really likes the next door app. Uh, I, I didn't realize, I didn't hear about it until recently. And it's, uh, it's pretty popular. It's like Facebook for your neighborhood. I love it. Exactly. It's so, so popular. <laughs> and we 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 found the dog one time, brought him brought him in the house and let him stay the night, and we put an ad on the next door. And it turns out it was the people across the street. It was their dog. We felt so dumb, but however, it established a connection with us. We we became friends after that, and because we were so dumb, we like stole the neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oops. <laughs> Awesome. So um, let, let's dive a little bit deeper into your business and how it operates. Um, so, you know, you have to, it always starts with leads, generating the lead, talking to the seller. How do you get in contact with the, uh, with the buyer? How do you um, actually bring the leads to your business? 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's let, I mean, is it okay if we give kind of like the practical steps, the step-by-step, how to, how to launch this off the ground? Yep, for sure. All right. So first we pick, we pick our playground, we pick our area. It's our County um, that we're going to invest in. I recommend when first starting out, just like I did, I started my own backyard and your backyard might be, you know, Seattle, Washington. You may have to drive an hour and a half to get to land. That's actually somewhat affordable, you know, like your background. I'm not buying stuff where you see skyscrapers. I'm pushing out about an hour from that, or, you know, 30 minutes from the McDonald's and the Walmart. So you pick your playground. Number two, how, how do we, who do we talk to? You know, if you're on a, on a very limited budget, I went after the tax delinquents, the, the properties that were tax delinquent. I contacted the county recorder. I asked who's in charge of keeping track of that and I asked for the list. And that's why I needed a VA to help me scrub it because a lot of times these lists are like faxed, scanned PDFs with schedule numbers or APNs. And then once you have that, you have the, you get the seller's information, their name, their address, the property address, and then you send them a letter. You send them a letter saying, hey, I'd like to buy your land. Um, or you can just send them a simple postcard like I did in the beginning, just a handwritten postcard. I'd like to buy your land on Wichita Street. A lot of times they won't even have an address. And then they call you back. Now, in the beginning, I let people go to voicemail because I was really afraid to answer that phone or I couldn't answer it. And if they were cussing me out over the, over the voicemail, you better believe I wasn't returning that call. I was just like, delete them, take them off the list. And then you have conversations with them and you ask them. And I, and I want to just say, you know, here's what we'd say in our script every day. If I could purchase this land and I take care of everything, we can close really quickly. I pay all the, I'll pay all the back taxes, all the closing costs. You have no fees. What's the least you can take? And I close my mouth. I mute my phone and put my hands over my lips and wait for them to talk. Sometimes it's a minute. Sometimes it's two. And that's okay. They need that time. They might be looking up documents. That's not because they're trying to be rude or they don't like you. You just need to let them think about it. And then when they say whatever they say, you empathetically with charisma say, oh, is, that, is, that the, is that the best you can do? And shut up again. And I guarantee you 99% of the time, they'll lower it again. And if it's something, and, and then after that, write that number down, say, is it okay if I do a little research and call you back? You want to pull away and go do your research and see what that land's worth. I don't care what the land's worth until I know I've got a seller willing to sell it to me. Then I call realtors. I, I look on Zillow. I look on Landwatch. I go to priced.com. Um, you know, I go to those places and figure out what the stuff's worth. I'll call three or four realtors. Tell them what I'm doing. Hey, what's the 30-day blowout price on this? What, what could I sell this for? And that's it. We figure it out. Figure out if I have a deal. I might have to go back and renegotiate with the seller. And then I start looking for a buyer. I get it under contract. Get it under contract with the right to market it. And then I start looking for my buyer. I have my buyer in place before I even pay the seller. And then, and then you go from there. You either assign your contract. You sell that piece of paper. Or you can buy it and flip it. Or you can buy it. And then have your your buyer pay you a down payment that's hopefully somewhat uh, equal to your purchase price. And then set up a a monthly payment to come in for the next five, 10 years. And you're profitable so quick. You you get your risk out really quick as far as getting your money back out of that transaction. It's it's the least risk you'll ever see. I love it. And And that's it. that I pulled the most out of that was be quiet when you're on the phone, especially when you ask about price ask about the price, say, what is the price that you would like to take and then shut up. 
And that is the, that's the hardest thing to do when, you, when you're first getting into this. But it's also the most important in negotiations is just shutting up and letting the seller to kind of cogitate on what you just said, on what they want to offer, on all this stuff. Because if you start talking, you start putting out your price, you're just going to, you're going to shoot yourself through the roof and, uh, and it's not going to end up being a price that that's going to work out. So I like that you said, shut up once you, um, once you ask them that question. It's so hard. I just, we just had a, I have a student I'm helping. Um, I'm actually doing a, I did a live podcast with her, a 90 day do or die over the wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm, I'm one of wholesaling Inc.'s uh, coaches. I'm, I'm their official land coach. And we had to call one of her sellers. And this is one I kind of jumped in and helped. And we asked him that question. I asked him that question, boy, it got uncomfortable. Like it was like two minutes and he didn't say anything. He goes, are you still there? Like, yeah. And then I, I said it again. It's like, if we could pay all cash and close quickly, no fees, well, what's the least you can take? And what was really uncomfortable was we'd already established the price, but we had found out that there was no water available whatsoever on this land. So he was really mad because he thought he was going to get a chunk of money, but he knew there was no water. You know, sometimes you find out about properties when you're halfway through the transaction and you've got to go back and renegotiate or a haircut, whatever, yep. you know, don't, buy a piece of land or a house or a mobile home just because you committed to it. If it's a bad deal, you got to renegotiate things. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, Brent, we've blown through the 15 minute mark. So I got to push us into the quick question round. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Always starts out with books. I'm a big bookie. So give me two book recommendations, one for your, uh, one for real estate and then one for general life wisdom. Well, I would say my real estate one is The Wealthy Gardener. A lot of people don't even know about this book. It's an amazing book. I actually just, I usually have copies of it back here, but next time I go see my chiropractor, I've got a book for him. You know, that's one that I buy for people. And then I would say the other one is The Richest Man in Babylon. It's just a short, simple read and it's such like timeless advice. And there's so many books. Those are the two off the top of my head though. Nice. I love it. You're actually, you're the second person who suggested the wealthy gardener. Um, I'd never heard it, heard it before just recently and I'm going to have to pick it up. Sounds like, Oh man, amazing book. If I wish someone would have chained me to a desk when I was 18 years old and made me read that book. <laughs> I love it. All right. On to the next one. This one is about habits. Habits are the foundation of our life. So if you could pick one habit in your, in your life that you feel contributes the most to your overall health, well-being, happiness, what would that habit be? I would say, you know, since I only have one to choose, it would be eating, eating right, eating healthy, drinking plenty of water. You know, that's, that's the foundation. You got to get your nutrition right for sure. Um, All right. Next question. And this one is for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Brent who had not, hadn't done any real estate whatsoever, you know, 2008, you were just thinking about getting into real estate. Go back to him. Give him one piece of advice moving forward. You know, read more and implement. Don't don't worry about reading fast, but implementation. You know, ten pages a day. Yep, I love it. Um, one of the my first mentor, I, I it was Matt Teriel. Um, I bought his mastermind course or whatever that was, and he had a good saying. I don't remember what it was, but it was basically every every time you learn something, implement it you know, that day you have to implement at the speed that you're learning. Um, don't, don't just continue to shove knowledge into your brain, implement as you, you gain that new knowledge. So I don't remember what the quote was. It was a good one. I'm going to have to remember that later on. 
Um, moving on though. So uh, let's see. We've just gone through that. Yes, this is an opportunity for you to brag a little bit. Um, so you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses. Give us your strength. What is your Superman skill? Letting others that are smarter than me just do it. Like I'm not a. I heard Chris Arnold say this um, with REI Radio. He said, I'm not a genius maker. I find geniuses. You know, I paraphrased a little bit, but, uh, you know, finding geniuses and letting them do what they're good at and me getting the heck out of their way. Love it. I love it. All right. And uh, second to last question. This one is about location. So the United States is a huge area. There are plenty of places to invest. What area in the U.S. are you excited about investing today? Colorado. Even though I'm from Florida. I love it. Um, and final question, you've given us a lot of good advice. Um, anybody looking to get in, uh, get into land, I'm sure they would love to reach out, um, get in contact with you. What is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, thanks for asking. You know, head over to thelandsharks.com. That's thelandsharks.com. And, you know, maybe you're buying land or houses or apartments or anything. I give a free giveaway too. It's thelandsharks.com forward slash DD as in due diligence. Those are my 14 items, uh, due diligence checklist. Of, and all 14 of those things got in my way in the beginning. And they're simple things. But if I would have known that a couple of years ago or five years ago, I probably would have done a whole lot more, a whole lot faster. Perfect. I love it. And so that is the landsharks.com forward slash DD, you said? As in due diligence or Delta Delta DD. And I will put that link in the show notes. So if anybody wants to reach out to Brent, just click the little more in the description. It'll pop down the full description in there. You'll be able to find Brent's URL. Awesome. Well, Brent, thank you very much for hopping on here. It's a pleasure having you. Thanks, Gabe. This was, this was very fun. And uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason that we do this. So we appreciate having you here. As always, if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, therealestateinvestingclub.com. Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed putting it on and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can apply in your own investing today in the field. Before you go, we have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to invest, take your investing to the next level. I've created an ebook just for you available on our website. This ebook ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance a deal with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I am throwing in a bundle of bonuses, seven of them to be exact. The first one will be the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating wealth in real estate. The second bonus is the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools, systems, and even the vendors we use to see the success that we do 
And the third bonus is the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which is which will give you the exact keywords we used to target motivated sellers online using PPC ads. The fourth bundle is, or the fourth bonus is our contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all the contracts we use in the field to execute all different types of transactions. After that is the investors quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. This is a lot of uh, a lot of bonuses that I said. I'm just going to keep going down the list. Number six is the investor's daily success tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And the last bonus is the wholesalers template for quick assignment cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. Whew, that is a bundle. So it's a mouthful. You get all of those bonuses for free when you download the ebook. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you're interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page to take advantage of that deal. And with that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.